and welcome to the Weekly Dish, presented by our friends at El Barrito Mercado. There's a nice feature that uh, featured Melissa Diaz, who is one of the women owners that owns the business now in Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. So that's cool. You can also visit them for brunch or if you're going to be doing holiday things. Stephanie's sitting across from me giving me this very weird smile. I just I got a note from Meredith um, saying that, you know, Meredith Deeds, who is sometimes, you know, co-host on the show. In, yep. Yeah, she wanted to let you know you're getting a pork loin roast, which we dece- we, fu- we discovered this during the break. And she said you should reverse sear it. Slow at first and finish hot. That's delicious and correct. Okay. Meredith Deeds. Yes, and Meredith knows. Really good home cook. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, Diane has a question, too, about our Instant Pot that we held over from the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Hi, Diane. Hi. Let's answer your Instant Pot question. Yeah, it's um, it's the brand. I want to know if there is a certain brand that you guys prefer. Yeah. I got a Ninja, and I'm not sure if I made a mistake. Uh, is there something you guys really favor? Instant Pot. Yeah, the the actual Instant Pot. The actual pot. one. Yeah, okay. because they're all pressure cookers, you know, yep. and then some of them, like the Ninja tries to also be a pressure cooker and, you know, an air fryer. That's the new one. And they have all these different things. But we've, I mean, just from the fact of we've used Instant Pot, I did try the Crock-Pot version of the mm-hmm. uh, pressure cooker, and I didn't like it as much. Okay. So all Instant right. Pot it is. Instant Pot, you can get it for, I think, 50 bucks at Walmart on Black Friday. So Well, I, re- I already got the, the Ninja, and I haven't taken it out of the box, so I made a good decision. Yeah, you can take yeah. it back. I will say, okay. too, if there's the Goodwill in downtown Minneapolis that's like the really big kind of hidden secret one. Yeah. When I've been there, there have been like 10 Instant Pots in the box. Oh, God, really? really? Yeah. So if you're someone that doesn't mind a little thriftiness, no, head on over I, to I love it. Yeah, head on over to the Goodwill. I've seen them at Arks Value Village, too. Um, and you can sometimes get them used there. And a lot of people like Lori Bargini never used it. And eventually they end up there. So, okay. All right. There Thanks. you go. Thanks, Diane. Okay. At the beginning of the second hour is where we tell you about things that we are obsessed with right now. It is the top two in our two. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents one, two, one, two. Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right, you guys. So these are the 10 that we talk about, the two things that we are completely obsessed with this week. And um, I'm going to go first. Please, because, you know. Because, you know, I always ask you to go first. <laughs> All right, so how do you think about the Sunday bolo that I always seem to make? I need to tell you a big, big truth about it. The truth is, you know, I didn't make up that recipe. In fact, I stole it from Stephanie Meyer and Eric Eastman. And I do give them credit for that. That's very And clear. they stole it. Didn't they steal it from um, Lydia Bastanovich? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think that the thing is, the funny thing about it is they have finally, but the funny thing, they never really posted it. Like, you know, as much as there was always this sort of thing out there, there was not a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of, they didn't own it. They'd kind of given it to the rest of us and we kept making it, became obsessed with it. And it was become, it was like their Sunday tradition, right? So here's the deal. It's like, we basically, uh, finally, Stephanie Meyer on her freshtart.com blog has finally posted the original recipe and her version of it. So it's, it's totally awesome. Like everybody has a little bit of a shift. Like the one that I have on what to cook for when, which is my Instagram recipe share thing. Um, basically is, is different than hers. You know, like she puts in crushed fennel seeds and nutmeg, 
um, and different things than I do. And like mine, I actually put in a little bit more garlic. They also put in a pinch of chili flakes, which I don't do. Um, those kind of little things that everybody's bolo, I think, should have a little bit of your own personality. Bolo short for bolognese. Bolognese. Not the necktie. No, no, no. Bolognese. Yep. So, and this is what's really great. So she does hers with, uh, and she kind of says to serve it with eight cups of frozen Trader Joe's cauliflower gnocchi, which everybody loves. Yes, they do. And I have not yes, gotten it yet. Yes, they do. I have to go get some. Yep. Maybe I have to go get them and remake some bolo. But anyway, that's my recommendation is if like if you haven't seen mine, definitely check hers out for sure because it's the original. So there it is. I'm going to post it up. All right. That's my so, first one. Mine is kind of a twofer. Okay. As we are leading up to pie season mm-hmm. and making pies, there is a really sweet, cute box called Pie Box. Oh. And it is a wooden box. It's kind of expensive. It's 35 bucks. But this is like the ideal thing for pie gift giving or for hostess giving. If you're bringing a pie to someone, they have a pie strap that's made with leather that creates like a handle for the box. That's even more expensive. But this thing, if you're going to take the time to make someone a homemade, beautiful pie, it's kind of nice. This pie box is really cute. Um, So you can find it at piebox.com and we will put a link on our show page as well. And then to continue the theme. They have made cookie box and cookie box is how to transport cookies to people. And there's like four compartments so that the cookies don't slide around and it's just giftable. I'm not, I mean, it's kind of expensive, but it's really cute. And if you gave this to someone and it had your homemade stuff inside, can you brand it? You would be so happy. Like, can you put, is it just plain? It doesn't have anything on it. It says pie box or cookie box. Okay. Yep. I just would be awesome if you could have like your own name on it. Like if you could brand it. It's wooden though, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's got like a slide top. I suppose you could put like a sticker on it or something. I just think that'd be cute to have like Hand your own like with Smarch. love from Smarchy. Uh-huh. Right. That's exactly. You could write on it with I a Sharpie. I could. I could spray paint it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so totally pie box and cookie box. Where do you order those? Those are just online. They're, yeah. You're I'll put a link up? on our Facebook page. Nope. Okay. You're not picking them up. Okay. All right. The the second one for me, you guys, is, uh, you know, we haven't we talked a little bit about it, but Black Walnut Bakery opened in Uptown and it's Sarah Botcher's place. You know, she's been sort of popping up at at uh, farmers markets and she's had her stuff at Spy House for a long time. She's kind of always been this very elite baker of really beautiful like pastries, Bostocks, Kuyaman, you know, all these beautiful things that are just sort of elite. That you I can't think. pronounce. Yeah. And, and, but here's the thing that is so surprising. The thing I love the most there is this egg sandwich that she has. She does a breakfast sandwich, you guys, that is like game changing. Okay. You just brought up, and this is hilarious to me because I do this all the time. You brought up the croissant bread last week. Oh, I did? Yes. Oh, sure. So this is something that this you've loved different. so much. Yeah. That you're moving into week two yeah. on Black Walnut Bakery. Did I do that last week? You did. I have to look up my thing now. She doesn't believe me. She's got to go back and look. I totally, because you talked about rustica pretzel bread. Yep. I think that's what happened is I brought yep. that in like this. Okay, well, this is this is a whole thing of the fact that this egg sandwich, this is about the egg. This is my point. This is about the fact that when you get egg sandwiches and for a breakfast sandwich, you get like sometimes, you know, a scramble on there and it's kind of, you know, it tends to be a little dry. And then, or else it's like rubbery, you know, because it's been formed and baked. 
or you get what they think is supposed to be a soft egg, you know, like a fried egg, and it's not. It's cooked too hard, and then it's chalky and bleh, or like the burnt edges of the... I have very big feelings, obviously, about the egg on my egg sandwich, right? I'm just sitting across from you Which is why I don't order them out, because I only make them myself, because I have to... Like, that's the point of it. So anyway, what she does, you guys, is this... It's a block of egg. I wish I could show you right now, but it's like a sunny yellow, because they souffle the egg. Uh And so she cooks it, almost like a sous vide thing, and it's this sort of beautiful... Perfectly done, soft block Yum. of egg. Sunny yellow, beautiful, cheese-covered, herbed aioli on the bottom. I mean, it's magic. On the croissant bread? Yes. Yum. Magic. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can't I stop thinking I kind of want it. that egg block. you got to go try it. it didn't seem like I'd want to, but I, I do. You do, and because it gives you the perfect amount, that gives you egg flavor, it's totally egg, and yet it's also not, like, it's soft, but it's firm. You know what I mean? Like, it's custardy. That's the thing. It's perfection yum perfection okay the other thing that's perfection is my second top two an hour two okay. and it is the domaine chandon single serve bubbly rose okay if you can find this in a liquor store get some <laughs> does it have to be single serve well <laughs> here's why single serve is better okay for me okay it can be things that like you can serve it as like a signature cocktail for someone. Yeah. You can serve it when someone comes in. You can have it yourself, but then you don't have this whole open bottle of wine situation that you're having by yourself because bubbly opened for one person is always True. a hangover waiting to happen the next day. I'm True. just going to say it. True. So I had it at um, the Lex last night. I was like, I need to pick some of these up for the holidays because I want to drink bubbles all month of December. That's all I want to drink. Do you? I want to go into someone's house and I want them to hand me something. And if you have single serves, yeah, then it's easier. So that's single serve. Okay. So you don't have to open the bottle alone and no, and no one drinks just, it at my I house. I felt like but personally me, so. attacked right there. I just want you to know. Well, because then you know you drank the whole bottle alone, <laughs> and you feel bad. <laughs> or you have you have you can save bubbles. You can. There is a cork that you can use. There's a closure. I have a Vouve Clicquot closure that you can save it at least for a day. Okay, my mother-in-law puts in a spoon a upside down. Yeah, that's fork. an old restaurant yeah. world. Does it work? Brunch tradition. You know. It's 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 hit or miss. Let me just say it's hit or miss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, if you keep it really really cold, you have to keep it in a cold space, not a freezer. But like, if your fridge is really cold, it's a better chance that your bubbles are going to stay. Single serve keeps me honest because <laughs> I'm not so good on a full bottle by myself. No, I know. But I just and I had a Piazza Grande, you know, my favorite Lambrusco bubbly in my fridge for a long time, and I kept thinking I was going to open it. I really wanted to drink it, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to finish it by myself, and so I kind of kept waiting for someone to come over. Finally, I gave it to someone else. So It's a good thing we don't live close to each other because we, we would be, be a it mess. Would be a, it would be a problem. I did last Sunday go through my whole sipbetter.com order form. Yeah. I am picking up my selections that Leslie went through last week. Oh, great. I have, like, I think two cases of wine coming for the holidays from uh, her recommendation. This seems like a good time. It's going to bring this up later. But Stinson's uh, Liquor Store, by the way, today between 2 and 5 p.m., they have a massive bubbly tasting happening. You can just go to Stinson's. It's in Northeast. Mm-hmm. And they are from 2 to 5 p.m. opening a ton of bubble bottles. And it's just a sampling. You can just go and see what you want. And then you don't have to drink the whole bottle by right, yourself you can and feel bad. Which one? And then, yeah, you're gonna have to go get a burrito after that. I love it, love it, love it.
<laughs> okay, Can gonna- I just say to your shirt that you're wearing? <laughs> yeah, is hysterical. Is it? Yeah, is that Jorge Guzman's yeah. logo taco on your shirt last night? And did you buy the shirt? Uh, sure. It's great. Yeah, thanks. It's Pollo Pollo Al Carbon, and he is doing pop ups all around town. And it's uh, he's gonna open a Yucatanian chicken place eventually. Once okay. things settle down. so I cannot wait. I really like that guy's food. I, I dig know. him a lot. It's really good. All right, we're going to take a quick break yeah. because we got Yia coming back in just a minute. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks, and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe that you have been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. Call our coronavirus hotline at 763 763- That number is also found on the VoyageHealthcare.com webpage. Thanks, my talkers. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so lucky to be joined in studio by some people who are doing some very cool things on TPT. Uh, We have Yi Vang, who is here with us in studio from uh, Union Monk Kitchen. We have Amy Malin. Malink, I almost I got know. it. Dang it. All right. Hard to get the name. So glad you guys could come because we wanted to talk about this new project you guys have launched called Relish, which is a new video series, right? And it's all about food and community in the Twin Cities and all the great... God, I don't need... There's just so much. There's so much to talk about it. Talk to us a little bit about what Relish is. So Relish is a new series that we are launching on our website, tptoriginals.org. And to launch it, we did six different segments with six local chefs we chose Yia as our host, and he's been amazing. But basically, we wanted to use food as an entry point to learn about different cultures. Right. So um, each chef picked, picked a dish or an ingredient and talked about how that was important to them personally and culturally. And many of them had family stories to go with it. And um, it was just really, really interesting. And these chefs, we have, you know, we have Jose Alarcon from mm-hmm. Popova, who we love. Mm-hmm. We have Anne Ahmed from Lat 14. Um, there's Bran Yazzie from, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure where he's with, uh, he was with the sous chef at one time, but I think he's independent now. Um, but there's a whole bunch of great stories that are Minnesotans who are doing things and like, and cooking the way that they want to cook. And yeah, you get to be the host and kind of tease out these stories with them. Yeah, it's super fun. It was just an honor to be asked, you know, when when this project first came up. We uh, we met and we talked, and I was like, oh, this sounds so cool, you know? And then they came back, like our second meeting, like, we'd like you to host. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Not only are we talking about you, but yeah. we're ta- you are going to be talking to everyone. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, it was super cool. And, you know, they're like, the first episode we want to do is you and your mom. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, and so, and then I had to present it to my mom, and she's like, yeah, sure, okay, cool. She's like, fine, yeah. your mom, she's calm. She, oh, man, she's like, she's been on TVs a few time and she's i love her sometimes she's a little diva so <laughs> she's, she's got it it's so funny because it's like she'll put on makeup and you know she's in you know 60 year old you know 62 63 and you know she'll have her pearls out and she has like the good she has two aprons she has like a cooking apron and then like the tv, TV apron. oh, oh yeah you gotta oh, yeah. have her tv yeah. clothes yeah and then now she's done it so much where she will be like okay this is my like finish you know like yeah. the finished dish this is my like like you know middle midway, yeah, midway. Yeah. and then when they come in we they can shoot this i'm like yeah, man she's like directing now <laughs> she too. Is directing. 
Yeah. yeah, so she's like, well, you know, you got to make sure that this is all right. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then half the time, like, you know, if you guys watch the first yeah. episode, like half the time, she's just telling me I'm doing it wrong. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. She did the steam, you guys did the Hmong style steam buns. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, like, mm-hmm. I literally watched that show going, I'm going to make these tonight. You know, they look hard, though. They do look hard. She had them so expertly folded. Like, I know. Like a, uh, a soup bun kind yep. of yeah. thing. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, delicious. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a soup dumpling. It's, you know, one of the things I, I tell people about, you know, her steamed buns is like, um, it's it's an evolving recipe, you know, and so that's so cool to see just how like every time she's like, hey, I'm trying this or I'm you know putting this new thing in there, and uh, she's got it down pretty good. And so I grew up eating that, right? So so for me, it's like, eh, eh whatever, yeah. you know, that's cool. Yeah. But then like when I hear my friends dork out about it, and I'm like, guys, just calm down. It's like, <laughs> my mom's super. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. You know. Um, Can I? Um, you talked about something when we did the preview of, the, of your mm-hmm. episode that really spoke to me because we've talked a lot about appropriation of mm-hmm. food and culture mm-hmm. and you know that someone reached out to you and said like, well, you're not really making Hmong mm-hmm. food because yeah. you're not doing it this way and yeah, you're yeah. not using yeah. this. And you were like, um, yes, I am because it's my food. It's the mm-hmm. food that I grew up with and I am Hmong. Yeah. So I think that that really, uh, goes along with uh the history of the Hmong people you know is wherever we've been we've kind of been able to glean from different cultures and learn um from uh different learn different techniques and stuff like that and so i i think that you know we have what i call like some very traditionalist quote-unquote like hardliner Hmong people you know who are like this is you have to use this kind of knife you have to use this kind of cutting board and i've always just been you know what I say to them is I'm like, you know, if you look at our people, it's an ever evolving process with our food and, and it's okay. It's okay because if our parents were here, you know, in the Midwest or even here in the North, like a hundred years ago, they'd be doing the same thing yes. we're doing now and yes. it's okay. Yeah. You know, and, and you're I, not losing your cultural identity. You're just cooking some delicious food that in some ways inviting people in. Yeah. And so like what we've always said that we've always said is that Hmong food isn't a type of food. It's actually a philosophy of food mm-hmm. and you can't lose that, you know, as long as the, um, the idea of hospitality, you know, the idea of loving uh, people, um, you know, wanting to comfort them, like as long as that's Aww. all there, like you don't lose that. Like, I don't care if you use a rutabaga or a beet, like right. it's still there, you know? And that's what I think we, I learned in the show, like meeting all these different chefs and then getting to hear their story. Yeah. It's like, there's this one line that keeps going through every one of them is it's the idea of like, um, we, at the end of the day, as cooks, we're, we're service industry. Like we want mm-hmm. to serve mm-hmm. others. And that's what they really want to do. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I want to serve you. I want. And what's the m- most humbling way of serving somebody is cooking for somebody. Yeah, and bringing them into your experience. Exactly. Well, and I love what you said that your dad said, which is just, you know, paraphrasing, obviously, is like, when you say something is mine, mm-hmm. it's so much less when you say something is ours. Mm-hmm. And it's that's, the to me, the essence of, and, you know, we have, you know, cooks who listen to this show who mm-hmm. think that way, I think, mm-hmm. who are all about, like, it's the reason that they cook. And I'm talking like moms, you know, and everybody. It's like cooking because it gives mm-hmm. to other people. And it's a giving of yourself, which I think is lovely. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about also the idea of, you know, these cooks from other places who have come here and maybe brought pieces of themselves. And you can't, you know, my big thing with authenticity is like, unless you're, you know, unless you're in like Sonoran, Mexico, make, you know, with the ingredients that you pulled mm-hmm. from the ground from there you can't be really authentic anywhere else you know and so that's the point is like so there's authenticity is kind of this weird thing that we hold on to and i think that 
it, food and language and culture and all of it, it all rolls and evolves. And we're all better for it when we keep doing that with each other. And that's why I love being able to look at these web series and learn something. And I can make steam buns like your mom, you know, and maybe make them for my kid and expand my kid's worldview. And see Minnesotans mm-hmm. in a way that we've never seen them. Yeah depicted right so these this immigrant population these people that are here that live here that have made their homes here they're minnesotans absolutely and that's something that ann ahmed said that's in the segment next week is she she put out an unbelievable spread of food Mm -hmm. for our filming and then thank goodness invited us to sit down and eat it (laughs) um but she talked about this is a traditional laotian meal but it's also Laotian American. Yes. Because I am an American. Yeah. And this is my food now. Um, and I think that's so true. Yeah. What, did, what did you call your spread? Is it a Kamang? Oh, oh. yeah. So uh, kind of a you know thing we do. It's it's a Kamayan feast. Kamayan. So yeah. So it, it uh, has, it's rich in um, Filipino tradition. But the reason why we um, came towards the Kamayan feast or how we got there was you know, we used to do pop-ups with a group called um, Lola Rosa, which it was, you know, like 10 to 12 <laughs> Filipino cousins. I know, it's yeah. crazy, this family, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, and so they we would do these pop-ups together at Cook St. Paul, and we would collaborate, and I just got to know those guys so well. And Mike, one of the owners, we would talk, and, I'm, you know, we talk about, like, just, like, what, maybe a big spread of food. And the Hmong culture, we have something like that, but... The, the word's not as sexy as the word Kamayan. <laughs> Kamayan so, yeah. I, remember, I remember calling Mike. I'm like, hey, bro, uh, I'm going to take the word Kamayan. Is that cool? Is that cool? He's like, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and I really think that that word Kamayan, you know, uh, to me, what it really means is that, that sense of community. Because if you look at the history of what a Kamayan feast was, it was this idea that the village would come together and everybody will bring a little piece, yeah. a little part. It's together. like a potluck. Y- yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you could call it potluck if you want, you yeah. know, but it's that idea. And, you know, again, like you were saying, Steph, it was like that idea where, you know, when we were kids, we would fight over like, this is mine, this is mine. And my dad would stop us and say, when you say this is mine, you actually have less. Yeah. But when you say this is ours, you have more. Yeah. And I think that with that community of what we have here, and especially, you know, you can start seeing that as the episodes kind of uh, keep going is like the idea of like, we actually have a lot here. Yeah. So like, this is where I get a little passionate is like, we don't need to go to the big quote unquote big cities like you know new york la you know whatever like what we have here is already a lot and that's what i love with um you know Brittany and amy and how they're kind of um producing this show and where we're being able to show that we actually have a lot here here are some of the things that maybe you know food and wine magazine and bon appetit magazine isn't really looking into but hey this is ours like this is ours and this is what i love that's what i love about um being here in the north is like we kind of have this mentality you know where it's like hey it's cold up here like eight months out of the year whatever but it's like it's our cold yeah, you know yeah, it's like it's yeah. ours like this belongs get your to us parka from yeah. eric dayton yeah. Yeah. and right. get yeah. your north hat yeah, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. make it happen yeah. might own it uh so the the web the web webisodes are released every wednesday mm-hmm. correct and you can find them on tptoriginals.org and there's the there's a great you know, there's an episode and then there's a recipe that goes along mm-hmm. with it and maybe some additional content and things like that. I do want to shout out and give you some props because, of course, <laughs> by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but we kind of named Yia as Chef of the Year for 2019. <laughs> and MSP Meg, let's give a big shout out for that. And it's because, honestly, it's because you are an ambassador and like you are maybe one of our best ambassadors oh, at this moment. You. 
for the food that is uh, in this town right now. By the so. way, I didn't know any of this was I know going you on. Didn't. Like I your, know. Like your team came over, like, you know, the MSP uh, team came over, took pictures and stuff, yeah. and we're all like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I didn't know any of this until you texted me, and I'm like, I know. wait, I, what's I, this? I didn't tell you I yeah. the TPT Originals thing because yeah. I was like, this is kind of fun for oh, me. Oh, my gosh. But it, if you look and you see our magazine, the cover is all Yia's food. So it's really amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you guys for being here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. This yes, is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I just have to say, I just am such a Yia fan. And if you want to find his food, you guys, and we didn't really mention this enough, he is at, uh, they're cooking right now. The, the Union Monk Kitchen is cooking out of the Sociable Cider Works. So if you want to go and eat the food that's on the cover of the magazine that you see, because that's every time it's been on my desk, I've been like, now I'm, now I'm hungry. Now I yeah. really want the Hill Tribe chicken, the fried chicken that they have right now is like, Sabao. The Kamayan so feast that mm-hmm. he made at the lunch that we went to where we got to see this clip air. Yeah. It was like fish and chicken and beef and a pile of noodles and jeweled rice you and know, mint. I'm thinking of doing that for oh. Christmas. I'm thinking of doing like for my Christmas Day feast that I always do. And everyone's like, we're done with Prime Rib. We're done with all the, you know, and I've done these kind of, you know, creative things before. I think I'm going to take one of the. You know, I'm going to pull the pork from one of our, from our, our hog thing, hog share. And then I'm going to make this beautiful and like sticky rice and do like a fish and do a whole bunch and just put it on the table. I hope you do. That's my plan. It's going to be fun. I know. We'll see if it happens. But anyway, but I love it. And I'm, you know, and, and even if you don't know if you're, don't be afraid of mung food is what I want to say. And don't be afraid to not to feel like you don't know how to pronounce it or anything else. Those guys are, you know, they're just, they understand that they just want to share their culture and they want to share this food and it's worth sharing. Yum. Um, all right. So we, I promised you guys last week that we were going to talk about pie deadlines and I got a couple people saying, what are our pie deadlines? Because the thing about ordering pie is that, uh, for your Thanksgiving feast that there is a, it, I mean, like you, you, there are places that they have the deadlines where you can't go beyond that. You're, you're kind of oost grade. You know yep. what I mean? And then you have to go to like Costco, Costco and get the pumpkin pie, which the insides are good, but the crust is sad. You know what? But didn't we say, didn't we, we have had pie tests yeah. over the years. I feel like we decided that the Costco didn't really have that much flavor. Like it didn't really take the pumpkin pie didn't taste of anything. That's what I was remembering about that pumpkin seasoning. But not even like I remember like eating it and being like, I, I understand my brain is telling me that this is pumpkin, but it wasn't feeling very pumpkin-y. And also it's a huge pie for 27 bucks, I think, at Costco, which is great. But this is the other thing I've decided. And I had this discussion because I did take these pies on to uh, Fox 9 yesterday morning. And Kelly O'Connell and I were talking afterwards. Actually, we were standing behind the set eating the pies after the segment. And she was like, 35 bucks for this birchwood pie? She's like, ah, that's a lot. And I said, so, Kels, let me put it to you this way. Think about it if you are going to someone's house, right? And they're making you this feast. They're making a giant whole turkey sides or bringing you're having cocktails like they're making you this feast don't you think a 35 dollar pie is worth that like as a ticket for admission i i I would be embarrassed to have like a 10 dollar pie like that seems to me like if you're bringing something for that feast it should be a 35 dollar pie and it's a full butter crust it's organic ingredients like couldn't you taste the loveliness it is yes and that's the thing it's like once you get into it and you understand like she uses their you know they buy their pumpkins from a farm nearby and it's it's all hope creamery butter you know it is literally like the best iteration of a pie you can have 
it's worth 35 bucks. And they have gluten-free ones. Remember the blueberry key lime pie that they had at the yes. fair? They have that. That you was delicious. You can buy that pie that you had at the fair and loved. So if you have gluten-free guests, mm-hmm. that's a good thing to do. I know. So Birchwood, by the way, they have pickup. Uh, so their pies are 35 bucks. You got to order soon. Their pickup is on 26th or 27th. But let me tell you this. You can add on delivery. Did you know that? They no. will deliver it to your door on the 27th. Oh, that's nice. Within 10 nice. miles of the Birchwood. Let's be clear. Yeah. I'm Yum. not talking to my wife's at a kids but um but nonetheless if you add on your delivery did you know you can also with them of course of course of course of course you can also get like stuffing and you can get gravy gravy and you can get the uh you can get the whole family style feast too Yum. so that's at birchwood they've got a lot of great things they've got cornbread stuffing maple squash mash all the good things if you are someone who's like you've got like a you're bringing gluten-free or a vegan to the party like you need to I would say that Birchwood is your best bet for that situation. Okay. Um, let's talk about milk jam creamery pies because those ice cream pies are a thing that is a, like a game changer for your table, I think. Like, if you're thinking that you're bored of all the other chiffon pies or you're sick of the sames, why not bring, you know, an apple sour cream ice cream pie? Or what they, of course, their favorite, everybody's favorite, the Ryden Dirty, which is Oreo milk ice cream with Oreo crust and salted peanut butter Oreo chunks and caramelized crispies. Yum. It's ridiculous. Good. So that one is about 27 bucks and you can order that ahead. You have to pick it up 26 or 27. Okay. But they don't have a date either as far as it goes. But here's what I want to tell you. The one that I think is important is Belcour has pies, which is Diane Yang pies at your table. <laughs> That's all I need to say, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, right? They have a pumpkin mousse with a ginger snap cross that is just gorgeous. That's my jam. I know. Just ginger snap with yeah, pumpkin. I thought that, that was is that my jam. jam. But they have a French silk pie. Not. I feel like if you know, you think of Baker Square and you think French silk pies. But like, wouldn't you like a better version of that? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. They also have a maple, maple pecan pie, which looked good. But I'm just. I'm not really up with the pecans. Oh, I dig a good pecan pie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kinda, I don't know. There's my a thirty. Sue's bringing one. Those again. Those are thirty to thirty-five dollar pies. But yeah. I feel and like, nuts aren't cheap, people. No. No. No, and you have to order those by November twenty fourth, which is pretty generous mm-hmm. if you think about. It. I think that's like a Tuesday, um, the Tuesday before. So, but that's still you got to think about that. Um, I'm going to tell you that the buttered tin, which is you know in St. Paul, they have twelve kinds. They're so far to me the ones that have the most kinds of pie that you could possibly want. I mean, they have all the stuff that you. They have apple pie. They have blueberry pie. They have a cherry pie. I mean, I, I they have fruit pies, you know, but then they also have the banana cream pie, the coconut cream pie. These are cream pies that people are always like asking about where to find. And I never think about like yeah. that. It's hard to find them. A cherry pie is very Thanksgiving-ish if you is think it? about it. I don't think it is. It, for me, cherry pie feels like summer. Oh, but I you're, don't know. Uh, I'm not against it. I'm just saying they have a cran apple crisp too, which I think is one of those. That to me, I don't want it. crisp on Thanksgiving. You that, don't? You can make crisp anytime by yourself just i want pie but i mean it's in a pie shape and it just has a crisp like a streusel topping you feel that maybe okay that's funny i don't have a feeling about whether or not either one of those are like on your table yeah Uh, i also don't want cake at thanksgiving stop with the spice cakes no i'm for spice cakes i'm at your table sure why not oh like you could do a nice vanilla bourbon frosting on a nice spice cake i mean that sounds delicious but i don't want that at thanksgiving i made gingerbread cake and then put a vanilla bourbon. Yum. Yeah. But not at Thanksgiving. Sure. It's not exclusive to pie. Pie. 
No, I mean, like, I'm with you. Yes, there must be pie, but it does not exclusive to pie. I've also made it an Irish whiskey bread pudding. Cheesecake is close enough. <laughs> Irish whiskey bread pudding yes. for Thanksgiving? That yes. is blasphemous. It is not. It You're is gonna delicious make bread and beautiful. Pudding, you make savory pumpkin Gruyere bread pudding. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but I also want to call out Hot Hands, which is the new pie shop on the block. Have you been over there? It's over, It's not too far from your house. I've driven by it three times and not stopped. Okay. I know. It's Let bad. me tell you what. I I, I, I had them sh- you know, show up at the show on Fox 9, and I was kind of like, I don't know. They're new. We'll see. I, they brought us this toasted vanilla pie, which looked kind of bland for TV, but it was literally everybody who put a fork into it was delightfully shocked at how delicious it was. It was Yum. like a vanilla custard and it was just vanilla, but in pie form, but like kind of a cream pie, but custard. It was beautiful. Sounds they also great. have a caramelized peanut butter pie, which I wish would have come over. And then I love this. They have a cookie pie, like a big giant cookie, but shaped. Like yeah, the, that's you know cute. what I mean? Yeah, kids would like that. I think that's kind of fun. Yep. So that's fun. They're $28 pies for those guys. And they are, you have to order by November 23rd, and there's pickup on the 27th. So okay. that's our pie situation. Um, I did put a link to all of these guys in the feed on MSP Mag, uh, yesterday's feed article. So just so you know, those are all there. I remembered seeing too that Rose Street Patisserie. There's and their- more. Their dates are later, I yes. remembered. So if you're yep. in a jam, that might be something to and check their out, pies, too. Some of their pies are a little expensive. They're in the $40 range, but uh-huh. still, again, um, also Honey and Rye has pies. I mean, there's yep. plenty of pies. I couldn't jam them all up into that uh, one segment. So there you go. All right. Pie. 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 We're, We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are wrapping up the show. It's been a fun one. Do you have any major uh, revelations that you need to express? Um, Morals of the story? I really will tell you one thing that impresses me. I, Tammy Cabrera from Muddy Paws Cheesecake, you know, you hear a lot about like mission-based businesses and that sort of, and no offense to anyone who's doing that because it's great, but it's become sort of like a marketing thing Mm -hmm. to set your business apart. But for 27 years that she's just been quietly going about her business and raising all these toys for these charities... I think that's pretty special. That is pretty great. Yeah. I think my moral of the story comes from Yeah, which is to say that, you know what? We have it pretty good here. We have got a lot. We have a lot of great people doing great food that maybe is not as expected or vaunted and maybe undiscovered a little bit by a lot of people. Or maybe not as tweezered. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but it's still, I mean, and that's all great in its own way, but there's still so much great food being cooked here. And that's kind of exciting. Um, also to the whole, I went to, you and I talked about this a little earlier. I went to the women's entrepreneur day Yeah, and, um, just how cool of a food scene we have, how cool of an entrepreneur scene Mm -hmm. spinning wild was there with their cotton candy. And she made me a habanero dill cotton candy, which sounded so weird and tasted so confusing, but it was good. (laughs) And then there was another woman there that has a Prosecco cart that she's fashioned and she was pouring glasses of Prosecco and then Janita flowers from Janita's jars, which is a cookie company that gives back to women's domestic abuse shelters, you know, her story of being a domestic abuse victim herself and going from that to the just having your own company, you know, like the courage it takes. And 
So yeah, it's been kind of a emotionally fraught week for me. I'm just admiring people so much. <laughs> well, and in a weird way, what you're doing is you are feeling gratitude. Yeah, and you are sharing and Early. expressing. Well, <laughs> exactly. Like because it's not about one day; it's about living that life and living with gratitude, gratitude, and and showing it. Gratitude. I keep telling my kids it's a verb. It's not something you say. It's something you do. And that was a big piece of, you know, for our whole life growing up. I don't want to hear thank you. I want to, I want you to show me thank you. And so that's a big piece, I think, about always coming into this time when we talk about Thanksgiving and how it's, uh, you know, really like take some stock, but then live that, like keep it in your heart longer than Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that you helped me actually too, because I always am someone that wants to give lots of things. I'm a generous person. Yeah. Money is not super, I don't want to say it's not important to me, but I wouldn't not give you something because of what it cost. I just, if I thought you needed to have that, I would do it. Mm -hmm. But it is something that I'm learning over time too, that you can just be generous with your words, generous with your actions. You don't always have to be generous with your pocketbook. No. And sometimes that's a difference that actually, I mean, in my, in my world, it actually means more if you are generous to me personally, instead mm-hmm. of giving me a thing. I have a lot of things. I'm not giving you any more things, but I already have a thing for you. So it's too late. <laughs> I've had it for like four months. <laughs> I mean, I know that. Now the question will be finding it because what my mom used to do, and this is the other moral of the story is I'm turning into my mother. Yeah. My mom had a big walk-in closet and all year long gifts would be stored in there and then she'd forget what she had. Yeah. And when she died, we were pulling out like, who do you think this would have been for? Yeah. You know, like there were toys in there and there were no more kids in our family. Right, right, They'd been right. in there so long. Yeah. I also think there's something weird about to say like, and then people who buy gifts ahead of time and hold it for this thing, for like this one day that I'm supposed to give you a gift. Like I I kind of, I don't have that. I almost just, if I find you something, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, I'm a holder. Yeah, you're a holder. I'm holding because I don't want to be giving you stuff all year round. Like you got to save it up for the two holidays, your birthday or Christmas. What if I die before Christmas? Then I'll weird? like give all of your stuff to Jake. Oh, he won't like it as much as I would have. <laughs> no, he Especially won't. Especially because it's like whiskey he or won't. something like that, right? <laughs> well, then I would give that to Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. These are good thoughts that we're having, right? I mean, seriously. There's a quick question that came up on the Facebook, and I'm just wondering. A woman is going with her two school-age grandchildren to Beauty and the Beast in Maplewood, and she's looking for lunch in the general vicinity. And she's not familiar with the area. Maplewood. And you know what I'm going to say? Because I always say Pittsburgh Blue. Well, that's not Maplewood at all. <laughs> oh, you're right. Because that <laughs> is Maple, Maple Grove. Grove. Did she say Maple Grove or she Maple Wood? She wanted Maplewood. Uh, okay. Maplewood is tough. I kind of Maplewood is a very strange shaped area. It is a strange shaped area. Um, And I would say that there's some... It depends on where you are. Because you're kind of near Oakdale. But you're also touching... Um, St. Paul. Yeah. It, I it, I wish I knew the theater name to kind of give I can her... tell you. Oh. It is Ashland Productions in Maplewood. Okay. Um, um, oh, this is going to take a while. We're going to have to send her... A li- oh, so the, she's on White Bear Avenue. Oh, she's by the... Oh, this is a tough area. Not going to lie. There's a lot of great... Uh, there's a there's a couple great... Uh, like a Vietnamese restaurant or South Korean restaurant called the Gangnam Restaurant. That's really great. That's close by. Gangnam style. Gangnam style, yep. Boom. There's a boom, lot of... Boom, boom, you're boom. kind of also in a chain area that's a little bit... Um, Chainy? Yeah, it's a little tough. Like you're going to have a lot of chilies and things like that to choose from. Chilies does have a good burger. No, no. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. No. They do. No. Um, <laughs> and a good cheese sauce. But there's like Taste of India. They have a nice little, you know, uh, place over there. And that might be fun with her school yeah, age granddaughters I, to I do thinking. something different. And you could absolutely. Some samosas. Yeah, you could absolutely do that kind of stuff. Uh, there's like a little ninja sushi. I don't know about that. I don't, I've never been there. But um, there's also Nino's Pizzeria. If it's with your kid, that's a great little hometown pizza spot. Randy's Pizza in Oakdale. Is that close? That's not super close, but it's around there. Yeah, it's not super close. All right. So anyway, there you go. Well, um, we got to uh, wrap up that part of the story. Right. There's a lot of things. I just also want to point out some other things going on Thanksgiving-wise this weekend. Besides, I told you about Stinson's. Uh, Ever Sharp Kitchen Store, you guys. Today, <gasps> today, today, today. Get your knives sharpened. And 100% of the dollars spent to sharpen your knives goes to Cookie Cart. Which, again, you know, hires uh, and trains, uh, you know, youth in, in uh, at-risk areas about how to be entrepreneurs. Love it. Um, and so one. 100% goes to that, and that's like three bucks to sharpen your knife. So what Love I'm it. saying is go do that. Kitchen Window, they are having their Thanksgiving kickoff all weekend. They're doing free demos. They've got sales 20 to 40% off Lake Crusade. If you're feeling like you need a Dutch oven. And you do. And you do. Let's be honest. Um, and they've got brine bags and thermometers and twine and all the things that you think you might need. Those are all on sale. Um, that kind of fun stuff. And... And, and yeah, that's it. That's okay. as far as Thanksgiving stuff goes. So. All right. Well, next week is the big Thanksgiving show. Mm-hmm. The Thanksgiving extravaganza. We'll be talking about, we'll answer all your questions that we can. We're going to have some experts on board. We're going to talk about what we're planning and alternatives. It's going to be a great time. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> this is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.